Hello, what's up, people? Hi. <laughs> I'm scared. <laughs> so this is our eighth episode. And Welcome on- <laughs> back. And on today's episode, we're getting to know Christina DePaco. Oh my god, I'm just <laughs> literally scared for my life. Like, are you prepared? No, not really. I mean, I've like literally all day been thinking, oh god, what fucking questions is she gonna ask me? <laughs> because like you already had some insight into the questions I, I asked you, but yeah, now yeah. you already had some. Written they're down. so good. Like they're juicy, but they're good. So like, how are we doing this today? What's the okay? Vibe? So it's gonna be similar to the setup that you had for me. Yeah. It'll be three main categories. First will be sex and romance. It's obviously the longest. I mean, yeah. it's, it's Christina. <laughs> so, <laughs> fuck you. <laughs> I love you. Um, oh, the second is personal slash random. And then the third is philosophy. So we're going to really get into the tea today. Getting real deep into the tea. Oh, fuck. So we might as well just jump into it. Let's jump into it, folks. Okay. So number one, the most romantic thing a man has said to you. Oh, my God. Can <laughs> eat that pussy? <laughs> <laughs> the most romantic thing a man that has ever said. That would be the most romantic thing for you. <laughs> no. No. Okay. okay. No, that's hard. Uh, most romantic thing. You're in the hot seat today. I mean, I don't know. I feel like, I can't think of like a specific like word for word example, but I think along the lines of like people like complimenting like how smart I am and like mm-hmm. a man like complimenting my brain. Like, yeah. that, to me, is romance. I don't care. Like, I don't... Like, like in bed, like, yeah. oh, Christine, your brain. <laughs> yeah, your fucking brain's so hot. What like, if your brain's <laughs> No, like, anything, like, kind of along those lines, I think. I don't know. I just like feeling, like, the center of, atten- like, the center of attention. Like, in someone's, I mean, especially like, with a man, like, you should be their center yeah. of attention, right? Yeah, I can't think of a specific example. I'm nervous. I don't know what to do. <laughs> <laughs> all right, next question. Okay. Obviously, I had to ask for the folks all listening, what is your favorite sex position? My favorite sex position. Uh, you know what? I'm nervous. She's gonna- <laughs> I gotta say, I gotta say, babes, my favorite. Um, honestly, considering, like, I don't know, I like all sorts of different positions, but I honestly love missionary. I know. I don't know. I just, I think, honestly, missionary is just the most, like, you're the most interconnected with the person, right? Mm-hmm. And I feel like, I don't know, you're like, your heart chakras are lined up. Like, you know, everything, you're all in alignment with each other. And I just feel like you can, like, make out in that position. Like, so there's different uh, flexibility with it, which I like. But I also have to say, my least favorite sex position used to be doggy. Because I don't know what was wrong with, like, my ex's dick. But, like, it used to hurt. <laughs> like, it used to really hurt. But stabbing him. Literally stabbing pain. So I don't know if it's just because, like, I was dry with him. Um, so maybe that was it but like now I actually do like that position as well a lot more because mm-hmm. like you know whatever but yeah missionary I would say switch it up you know yeah get crazy get wild alright so do you like taking control in bed or do you prefer your partner to oh interesting what would you say the ratio is in your in your sex uh, interesting concept <laughs> um, <laughs> it's funny because I was talking to uh, this man's the other day about this this man's that I'm talking to and I think for me I can definitely take a dominant position in bed, but I feel like majority of the time I like the submissive aspect of it. So like, I feel like I'd rather them take control because I'm sick of taking control over everything in my entire life. So I feel like we've talked about this, but like (laughs) being in the bed, like being in the bedroom with somebody and like literally just being like, okay, you completely like control what's happening right now. Like you can like literally do whatever you want with me. I don't care. 
And I feel like that is just so liberating in its own. So I feel like, yeah, I would be like more the myth <laughs> Um But mind you, I do like to switch it up. Like I'll slap a man in the face. Like I've definitely done that before. You heard it here first, folks. <laughs> But you know what? It's fun sometimes. But I feel like I'm like, for me, if, to be more dominant, I, it's almost in the moment. Like, I'm not going to go into it being dominant. It's what you're feeling in the moment. In the yeah. moment, yeah. So I like the power exchange of, like, I can be submissive and then switch to being dominant in, like, different yeah, that's areas, fair. you know? that's fair. So, yeah, it's kind of fun. But I also do find, like, you're so right. I think we do carry certain masculine traits that, yeah. that are dominant in mm-hmm. our everyday lives. So it's like when you're constantly in that kind of sense of control, you don't always want to have that in the bedroom. A hundred percent. Because I'm, like, sick of taking control all the time. Yeah. So it's nice to let it go, like, honestly. It's so true. Mm -hmm. Okay, so number four, it's going to be a fun one. Oh, God. What is (laughs) the most kinkiest thing you've ever done? Mm. (laughs) Um, let's see here. I've definitely gotten whipped cream sprayed on my ass and then (laughs) eaten out. (laughs) Definitely, that's happened before. Did you like it? Loved it. Loved it. Fabulous. Is it organic? Probably not. <laughs> I have no idea. But, like, I gotta say, that was fun. Whipped cream is fun. Fucking around with that is fun. Mm, yeah. um, also, the feet thing, too. Like, that's a new thing for me. Yeah. So, like, honestly, yeah, it's uh, it's a social stigma for sure. Like, people definitely talk shit about it. I feel like we've made fun of it before. Like, I feel like just everyone makes fun of feet shit. Because it could be. It's so funny when you think about it in theory, but, like. But it's I actually, feel, like, a thing. Yeah. Like, it's because there's so many nerve endings in your feet. So, like, so it's so weird because, like, literally, because him and I, like, the guy I'm, like, talking to, like, we kind of talked about it beforehand because he, like, wanted to, like, make sure I was, like, cool with it. Yeah. And I was like, I've honestly never done it, so I don't know if I'm cool with it or not. So is it, like, a show he puts on? Like, is that what they do? Like, you No, like, he'll literally, like, fuck me. Like, so, it's, like, say I'm laying on my back and he'll be, like, kneeling on the bed and, like, my legs will be in the air. Uh-huh. And, like, he'll be fucking me and then literally, like, sucking on my toes while he's fucking me. Oh, yeah. damn. Okay. It's actually kind of hot. <laughs> yeah, I honestly say 10 out of 10, I recommend. <laughs> Tell your friends. Yeah, all right. It's good fucking shit, bro. <laughs> it's a good one. Um, something you would never want to do in bed. What's something, something I would never want to do? Um, I think, uh, I got to say, like, I'm really super not open to, like, anal. <laughs> yeah. Like, I just feel like, I don't know, I've had a bad experience before and just, like, it was really horrible. Like and painful horrible? Like painful, like this man put it in without like, like literally never even put like a finger in there before. And he just like <laughs> oh shoved God. his whole dick in there without like no lube, oh, like nothing. Oh, trust me, it was very painful. Oh, God. I, don't, I feel like you don't even shit right. For no, <laughs> no, honestly, I thought my ass broke, bro. Like honestly, dead ass. Like I thought my ass broke. the hospital, dude, my ass ripped. Bro, my ass ripped. Like, no, but I have to say like that was just not fun. I think long term, like maybe I could be open to it depending on the guy and depending on like how like much we work up to it but i think yeah for me that's just like for now off the table We're, like drunk i don't know I'm oh yeah sober. i need to be intoxicated as well <laughs> like give me drugs like give me anything yeah, i can't do it so give me morphine <laughs> yo i actually love morphine <laughs> yo morphine's fucking lit bro yeah all the times like I, I actually needed it dude it actually is such a like food suppressant or a hunger suppressant oh is it dude i, I take one little bit okay uh, no i don't do this like for fun guys <laughs> i i used to need it okay so what's the next one Okay, so what would your personal personalized love language be aside from the typical five? Oh, that's juicy. An original. Oh, wow, look at you. Um, <laughs> For me? And aside from music, because that's... Oh, like, you fucking bitch. <laughs> I was about to that's say that. That's easy. That's obviously ours. Like, there's no oh, way. Oh, okay. Well, like, what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, personal love languages. I think... Oh, fuck. I don't know now. Like, 
I definitely, if I could say music, that's a, a huge, <laughs> yeah. huge one. Because oh, I, I'm making it hard for you. Yeah, I know. Um, hold on. <laughs> I think, oh my God, a love language. I think a love language would be someone who's just like super good with their words. And like in a way, like when it comes to like letters and like expressing mm-hmm. like in that way, because like obviously words of affirmation and stuff is a huge thing, but just like someone who really dives deep and like really expresses like what they're feeling. Um, oh, fuck, man. I'm trying to think. Yeah, but oh. like, so that could be through, like, words. like. Yeah, I mean, it was, like, say words of affirmation, I feel like kind of plays into that. But, like, I don't know. I just, I'm a super sapiosexual, so I feel like the words for me are everything. Yeah, but, the type of conversation. Yeah. I think, oh, fuck. I would say that's a, that, like, yeah. Does like, that classify? The, yeah, I would say the degree of the conversation that you have, like, the type. Yeah, and yeah. honestly, I feel like talking about, like, aliens is a love language. Yeah, Like, so I is. just like weird. I want you to be weird. Like, like I like it. Weird. That's, yeah. a, that's a whole, yeah. That could be a love language, right? That totally is. Oh, yeah, for sure. You need then. a weirdo like yourself. Oh, God, I'd love oh, that for us. I know. Mm-hmm. All right, I like it. Okay, so. <laughs> oh, my God, stop laughing like that. <laughs> Whoa. <laughs> uh, cringiest or funniest thing a man has said to you in bed? Oh, uh, cringy uh, yeah I feel like probably one of the cringiest things I don't know again I feel like you kind of said the similar thing but when it comes to like guys who watch a lot of porn and just have a lot of porn vocabulary mm-hmm. it's like very like yeah I want to fuck that tight pussy and, like, oh god like, I hate it. <laughs> I'm like well it's closing that's fucking yeah, true like, it's closed <laughs> literally like I'm gonna be closed for business if you keep it up motherfucker like that's fucking weird it's just oh it's I just... don't know I'm just having like flashbacks to like certain guys and Oh god, this one guy. Huh. Like just the, the vote like the way that he would say it, just like it was just so dirty and just like I felt so dirty. Like derogatory. Yeah, it was just like, oh, that's a tight pussy and just like Ooh. shit like that. I'm like, see that for me is just but like see, turn it's, off. It's the objectification. It's like that is. It's like yeah. you mean the thing attached to my fucking uterus? Yeah. You mean the thing <laughs> that you're just using as a form of masturbation? Yeah. Like, yeah, no, I don't like the objectification talk. I don't want to feel like I'm something to fuck. Exactly. I prefer things like, oh, you feel so good and like shit like that. Like yeah. stuff like, you know, that we're sharing that experience together, not just yeah that fucking tight pussy like, <laughs> like yeah. ew like, who taught you how to talk no, like that I know it's so disgusting it's so gross it's so not attractive mm-hmm. so not attractive okay so <laughs> this is such a personalized one um if you had to live and be with one or the other Lucas Scott or Bad Bunny oh god and Lucas Scott as in like not Chad Montgomery like the Lucas Scott like, character if like from One Tree Hill yeah like if you could be with him or, or Bad, Bad Bunny, Bunny for the rest oh, of your life. fuck. That's a little <laughs> fucked up. Why would you put me on the spot like that? I mean, I do. on one hand, like, Lucas Scott, broody, author, sexual, blue eyes, the whole, you know, package. But then you have Bad Bunny, Espanol, Mucho Caliente, <laughs> and, like, we would party and have a great time. The thing is, I don't know, there's kind of rumors that Bad Bunny cheated on his girl. But then again, Didn't Lucas yeah. Lucas Scott also but cheated. But technically, Chad McMurray did. We're not going to go, like... We're no, but on the show, Lucas technically oh, was, like, going back did. and forth between Peyton and Brooke. It's kind of a little shit, too. And then he landed on Peyton after he went through Brooke, like, three times. So, like, who would treat me the best? I don't know. <laughs> I feel like, honestly, I love Bad Bunny, and, like, 10 out of 10 would fuck, but, like... <laughs> I think I would probably go with, like, a Scott, because, like, obviously. That's, like, my childhood, yep. like, lover. So, right. yeah, that answers that question. I like it. Definitely. I mean, I don't give a fuck about Bad Bunny, so. Oh, that's yeah. fucking rude. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I know you're fucking obsessed with him. Like, you have no flavor. <laughs> anyway, moving on. <laughs> okay. Uh, question nine. Have you ever been caught having sex? Oh, God. Um, I haven't been caught by, like, my parents. But I've definitely had people walk in on me, like, Have you? while fucking. Um, literally, one of the times was at your house. 
Oh, yeah. <laughs> it wasn't like, even me. Literally, I was getting I fucked from me. behind, and all of a sudden, <laughs> some man comes down the stairs like, what are you guys doing? I'm like, get the fuck out of here. Like, what are you doing? Oh, my God. Yeah, no, I've definitely been walked in on before. Oh. But for me, I'm like, usually if I'm having sex, like, in, like, wherever, like, I was having sex, like, it would be, like, at a party or, like, with, like, my friends around. So I don't care if my friends walk in on me. Yeah. Like, I've literally had sex in front of my friends. Like, I don't really care. Yeah. So, like, that's not a huge deal. But if my parents ever walked in on me having sex, I would immediately run away oh to Mexico. God. Like, yeah. I would completely run away and never speak to them again. Like, <laughs> the word. That's, like, mortifying. I'm trying to think if I have, and I don't think I have. But, no. like, it's come close. Yeah. Like, my my mom has, like, like she's just like, all right, coming downstairs, doing the laundry, and we're like, fuck, you like, know? Like, God, mom, can you give me five minutes? <laughs> it's like, I it's I feel like it's so blatantly obvious, too. It's <laughs> like, like, it just goes quiet, the TV goes real high. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, oopsies, I wonder what they're doing yeah. down there. I'm like, whatever. Fuck. I'm, what, we're also going to do it. Yeah, like. I know. <laughs> all right, so... Okay, number 10. Something you personally regret from previous relationships. Hmm. Something I previously regret. Um, I would say not speaking up and really harnessing what I believed I deserved, especially, like, sexually. Because I felt like for a good majority of, like, my ex-relationship and, like, certain guys that I've been with, I didn't really demand as much as I should have mm-hmm. of what I deserve in bed. Like, even, like, my ex, like, didn't ever eat me out. Like, there's no oral. But for him, he expected me to, like, suck his dick all day. Oh, and it's, like, God. for me, I'm, like, it gets to a point where, I, like, I no longer enjoy doing it and I just wouldn't do yeah, it as much. Yeah, because it's not being reciprocated. So that was one thing, yeah, that I wish I spoke up on more because I literally went three years without getting my pussy eaten pretty much. You didn't even know what you were missing. No, I know. And now I'm like a, a sex addict. Like, it's not normal. Because you when you're missing out on something and you don't know what yeah. you're missing out on, and then you get a little taste of it, you're like, holy fuck. Like, that's literally what I've been missing for the last three years of my life. Yep. So I was like, no, like, never again. I'll never settle. I'll never settle for that kind of bullshit in the bedroom yep. again. On a poor sex life. Yeah. Fuck. Okay. What's your take on sexting? I love it. <laughs> I love it. So literally... <laughs> um okay so yeah me and the guy that we've been talking literally just send sex novels like we've been sending them all week and it's so fun because oh my god you know when you're a sapiosexual the it's the words that like really like get to you it's the way they use it's them. the way they use their words and i feel like that's kind of what was playing into like if i could make my own love language i think sexting could actually be a love language oh totally because like someone's using their imagination to tell you what they're gonna do to you someone who's able to articulate that in words that is so fucking attractive so like i feel like some people like don't really know how to sex so it just gets kind of creepy and weird thing yeah Yeah, it's kind of like weird and like awkward but like i feel like you can just kind of embrace it and like have fun with it and like it's like almost more fun knowing like yeah you're sexing but like it's gonna turn into a reality so like there's the anticipation as well so there's so many like i don't know for me the brain right like Mm -hmm. if i'm not mentally stimulated it's hard for me to be attracted to somebody and also want to be vulnerable even like through texting that yeah because that kind of stuff it's so vulnerable like you're literally like when you take screenshots yeah no like when you're literally like when you're not horny and you read back on the sex that you wrote you literally just want to scream because you're like oh my god i'm (laughs) such a fucking weirdo like ew i'm so gross but like in the moment it's so hot so like yeah no i love it sexting's fun and then this is kind of just a an added question. Have mm-hmm. you ever had phone sex? Yeah. What's your take on that? Um, I haven't done that in a long time, to be honest. But I feel like that's something... It can be fun. But I don't know. Uh, even for me, when I'm having sex, like, I'm not super vocal. 
Like I'm right. like I like I feel like some people talk a lot during sex, but for me I'm like I like to I don't know. I just kind of like follow the person's body and we just kind of like follow each other and I don't yeah. feel the need to like verbalize too much. So I feel like with phone sex it's like if you're literally like masturbating on the phone and it's like I don't know what am I supposed to say? <laughs> like huh I feel like that. <laughs> like I don't really know what to say, so I'm like but it can it's be so fun. True. I've done it before. It's so true. Yeah, so I feel like it's it can be like especially if you're doing like a long distance thing with somebody. It's definitely, like, totally worth it. Like, I've done, like, FaceTime sex before. Goddamn. That takes some balls. Yeah. But then again, I guess it depends on the context of a relationship. Yeah, right? it depends but... on, like, the person and stuff. And, like, I don't know. Now there's, like, screen recording. So, like, I don't really trust technology. Oh, yeah. But I haven't done that in a long time. Like, I don't really do that as much. I prefer sexting. And then I would, then after the sexting, I want to fuck. So, like, <laughs> yeah. that's kind of, like, the that's transition, the thing, right? yeah. you know? It'd be good. Mm-hmm. Okay. What's one major lesson you've learned when it comes to love and relationships? When it comes to love and relationships? Yeah. Um, love doesn't mean anything if there's no respect. Fuck yeah. I feel like love, like, people think that um, relationships are, you know, they're built on a foundation of love, yes. But at the same time, you find, a lot of people find themselves going back into relationships that are toxic um, because there's love there. And I don't... And also because they are just so used to it. Like, it's predictable and mm-hmm. it's safe and it's comfortable, so yeah, to speak. Yeah, exactly. And that's my thing. I feel like when it comes to love, love is so many things, but love to me is not just one thing. It's I feel like, you know, I've been in relationships with love, but what does love really mean if you don't fucking respect me, you lie to me, you cheat on me, mm-hmm. but you then claim that you love me. So then you have a tainted reality of what love really means. And that to me is just like, I just want to like a secure, stable kind of love and like someone who's like consistent and they shows you. Me. Yeah, exactly. So someone who actually like shows me and like means what they say. I don't like the fluffy bullshit. Like just give it to me straight. And yeah. like for me, actually, you know what? Something about love. I think like honesty and like brutal honesty is actually such a part of love because I feel like sometimes people are afraid to like step on each other's toes and shit but at the end of the day if you really love someone you're going to tell them exactly how you feel and you're going to work through that in a conversation and communicate that and I think that goes to show if you can bounce back from that and still have that love for each other and like not resentment and just like have it be like completely open and honest I think that for me is like a huge thing when it comes to love in a relationship it's so huge you need to have that reciprocated Mm -hmm. And again, love isn't enough. Like, there's so many other fundamental things. Yeah. Like, and I think people will just hold on to this idea of love, and then they don't look at all the things that are missing. Hundred percent. And I think honestly, when looking at my ex, I think I was so desperate for like love at that point in my life because like I w- it was lacking so much growing mm-hmm. up, and I didn't really have you that. Push for even like the wrong types, you know. Hundred percent. I thought, oh, love is gonna fix me. Love is gonna be my like end all be all. But realizing, okay, I had love for this person. They love me. I don't even know if I was in love with him. I really don't. Mm. Maybe I thought I was in love with him, but it was such a naive, blinded. Yeah, it was such a naive type of blinded love that, like, literally, like, I was just blinded by, like, what I thought love was because I didn't really know what it was. Mm -hmm. And then after getting out of that relationship and learning really how to love myself, I was like, okay, now I have a better understanding of what that means. Yeah. Because it starts within, right? Yeah. It takes that journey. Yup. Okay. Crazy times, folks, honestly. (laughs) What's your opinion on open relationships? So, like, polyamorous, polygamy, things like that. I definitely... It's funny because I literally had this conversation with someone, like, not long ago. (laughs) Um, I think that you have to be a certain type of person in order to be, like, non-monogamous and, like, have, you know, more of an open relationship. I think the communication has to be completely spot on 100%. You need to have that because if you don't, things get lost in translation so easily. Like, how do you manage the emotions of, like, two people? Like, say if you're in, like, a three-way relationship. And, like, how do you manage them to never change? That's yeah. my thing. And also, like, where are your boundaries? Like, I feel like there's so many different, t- like, definitions of yeah. what those relationships could be. So, like, 
are you guys all fucking each other? Like, I don't know. I just, for me, I'm such a, I don't want to say I'm a jealous person, but I also like to know that the person that I'm with is mine and I'm theirs. Yeah. And you know what I mean? Like, yeah, obviously have your freedom to have your friends and live your life and all that. But when it comes to at the end of the day, I want to know you just want to fuck me and I just want to fuck you because we have that connection. Yeah. And like, I don't know. So for me personally, I could not be um, in an open relationship. I would not be able to handle it. No. Like I would go fucking crazy probably. But I also think it's it's just like it definitely pushes your um your old past like understandings of, of truth and like mm-hmm. being cheated on. Yeah. Right? Because it's like now you have this like weird like flip. Yeah. Where it's like, okay, well now it's like I know you're kind of actually just fucking around with other people mm-hmm. and we're both trying to do that and be mm-hmm. okay with that. It's just, just confusing. Yeah. It's very confusing. I think some people definitely can do it and it does work for some people. I think, especially when you have like past, like literal PTSD from like being cheated on and like lied to and having all of that, like as a foundation of the beginning of a relationship and then moving forward from that, I think it does kind of change or taint your view. But then again, it could go one of two ways, right? Like you could either go saying, fuck that. I could never be in an open relationship. So you know what? Experiencing that with someone, I don't ever want to be in a position where I don't see it coming. So let me be in an open relationship yeah. so that... Uh, you know we can have that openness and that communication and we can go about like you know mm-hmm. our thing and do our thing but yeah no for me personally i don't think i could do it no i'm the same i'm the yeah. same i just think i'm like i want to be yours and i want you to be mine yeah and it's not about ownership no it's just about like being on that same wavelength with somebody mm-hmm. and i also just i don't know i i can't say too much obviously because i've never actually been in that experience yeah but i just find it hard to wrap my head around the fact that like it's not really going anywhere yeah, because you if it does, then obviously emotions are getting deeper and then there's going to be different like dynamics mm-hmm. in all of the people that are involved. Yeah. Right. So it's like I just feel like it's for me, it'd be a waste of a time of time. Yeah. Unless it's just purely for the experience. Because some people literally like get married and like it'll be like a three way like marriage. I just on my brain. In my it doesn't brain, I can't, comprehend. I can't yeah, comprehend I it either. Can't. But I mean, at the end of the day, you know, what? I would really be interested. But that sister wife shit. Yeah. No, that like was just wild. But this man had like fucking 10 wives. Like, what are you? He wasn't even cute. No, he was ugly. <laughs> I'm like, what are you doing? Like, I don't know. This feels cute. I would get it. Like, but this guy was like fucking brutal. This guy was like Chad Michael Murray. <laughs> <laughs> then, okay, I get that. But like, no, I would be super interested to talk to somebody who actually has been in an open relationship and like what their experience would be. Because like, personally for me, I can't wrap my head around it, but I would love to hear someone's perspective that really has been in it because like, well, like who I'm saying now, he has past experience with that. Really? Yeah. Yeah. So oh, like, that's tea. What the <laughs> fuck? Really? But he basically just came to the conclusion that he couldn't do. He it. couldn't do it. Like yeah. he wanted to see it out for himself, and he just could not do it. I feel like it's super like non-traditional, and like it's a diff- definitely different way of living. But yeah, again, I think you really need to have that communication, and otherwise, it just doesn't work. Yeah. Like it's way too many lines can be crossed so fucking easily. Mm-hmm. I'm like relationships are hard enough as it is. Imagine throwing a third party into the mix. <laughs> yeah. Like I can't even manage like one person. And that's like, where I'm just like, you know, we talked about it like conscious monogamy. It's mm-hmm. just like it just makes more sense. Yeah. Especially given like our journeys, at, at least yeah. right. You know? For our personal personal experiences, I feel like we kind of have come to the conclusion of like we know that we want to have like one person yeah and i think it just depends on your the time of your life like maybe if i hadn't been like on this journey and Mm -hmm. i was just i wasn't really looking for anyone and wanted to experience it perhaps but i just feel like for me personally it's just a waste of time considering like how focused i am now on where i want to go exactly and i think too like it's like open relationships versus like being like single and like having multiple partners like hooking up with multiple people that to me i understand like i've done that before like i've definitely had multiple partners at one time but it was never like a committed relationship so like i didn't owe those people yeah. anything so that's like a different kind of situation but i think for everybody it's like different no 100 percent. okay 
Two more uh, questions in this first category. <laughs> Ew. So, if a man did blank, this would grow your feelings for him. Oh, T. Mm-hmm. If a man did blank, huh? Oh, wow. I don't know. Oh, that's a toughie. That's a little bit of a toughie, not gonna lie to you. <laughs> um, I think for me, if someone. Okay, read that one more time. If a man did blank, this would grow your feelings for him. If a man made me a playlist. Oh, fuck. She nailed it. Yeah, yes. I did. Yeah, yeah, I did. Man, I, I got to say. music playlist, I do the, the fucking, the that's feels, like for bro. both of our souls, man. Yeah. Because like, you know what? It's weird because like I've made playlists for guys before and like it's so funny to me because every time I've made the playlist, shortly after, things went to shit. <laughs> oh my God. So I just get you so You gotta sad. wait until they do it now. I know. No, I've learned my lesson. I'm like, I'm no longer making a man a playlist. <laughs> no longer will that happen unless he makes one for me. But that's one thing I have to say, like for someone to take the time time to do that and like pick things that he thinks I would like yes. like that's so cute I love it I think it's so romantic it's not to so mention romantic. like all the the different kinds of like words and like just I mm-hmm. mean music is just that'll be a whole other podcast because yeah. music goes so deep for us but just the lyrical aspect of it especially because oh like you know poetry brain like oh my god I know it's literally it's art like it's that would be Pure literally beautiful art. so cute oh, I love it okay so and lastly what's a huge turn off and what's a huge turn on a huge turn off is someone who's like racist, homophobic, um, literally just like a piece of shit. Like that, that stuff to me, like mm-hmm. even people like who use the R word, and like misogynist, misogynist. Uh, yeah. Just all of that, wrap it up in a bow and send it somewhere else. Yeah. Cause like, yeah, that's, sh- that's such a fucking turn off. Like, um, I just, I don't know. Even just people, you know, I have to say like a huge turn off, even thinking about my ex and stuff, like my youngest brother, he's 11, but, but he's autistic. Um, so he's like completely nonverbal. And my ex, like, really didn't know how to handle that Mm -hmm. and, like, was super not a compassionate person. And, like, it really, like, made me emotional because he, like, kind of, like, didn't really, like, take the time to spend time with my brother. And, like, just because he doesn't speak doesn't mean he doesn't understand what's going on. Mm -hmm. So, like, he didn't treat him like a person. And, honestly, I always said, like, if I were to get with, like, a new partner and, like, actually, like, have a relationship with them, they would have to be, like, completely compassionate as a person and have empathy Mm -hmm. and be able to, like treat my brother like a human being because especially like special needs is such a complex thing and like it really takes a toll There's on so people's families. There's so much around it too, right? A and lot you of guys stigma. deal with it all the time. Yeah. Like I work in the field. I work with people with special needs. My little brother has special needs. Like it's a really tough situation and if if I was had a partner, if I was with a partner and he was able to, you know, like deal with that and like really take the time, that to me is such a turn on. That just mm-hmm. shows me so much about your character. So that would be uh, a huge, I don't know, would that be was that the turn? It could be turn off and turn on. Turn off yeah. and a turn on. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it kind of plays into the same thing. Um, for me, though, I think a huge turn on is someone who is open with their feelings. Mm, that's a big one. You know? Because even, like, I, you know, I feel like with guys, it's such a stigma that, you know, you can't have emotions. You can't cry. You can't this. You can't that. The most attracted I've been to certain men in my life are men who have shown me their uh, emotional side and opened yep. up to me and had that vulnerability to talk about things that aren't easy to talk about. That, to me, love it. 
love yeah, it because well and, and you know granted like men are so pushed in society to sh- to not show that side mm-hmm. and it's just like i think it's it's definitely become a little bit more like liberated yeah um you know men's emotions and stuff like that mm-hmm. but i still see it a lot in yeah 100 like so many men are so closed off mm-hmm. and it's not it's not not their fault no. it's like a lot of it's the social conditioning, conditioning yeah. right so that's the thing i feel like guys who really can embrace that side and sometimes like they need a little bit extra help like a lot of men you're they're not raised in families that they're they push that narrative of you know yeah you can have feelings you're allowed to feel things mm-hmm. you can cry like it's been pushed like be a man like yeah. being a man doesn't equate to having no emotions be- yeah. that's actually playing into the whole fucking like concept of broken fucking manhood like yeah. you know so I think that for me is a super big turn on someone yeah. who's like in touch with their and feelings and that's also where it takes the woman to also make the man feel safe and vulnerable exactly right? like it's, it's, it's a it's you have both to, ways you have to have the masculine and feminine exchange yeah. yeah we all have to embrace like I feel like even for you you've been like really in your masculine energy recently mm-hmm. and it's draining and you have to like find your way to come down and get that feminine again yeah. I feel like I've been in the same position so it's that balance between men and women mm-hmm. men have a feminine side and it doesn't mean that oh you're a woman like that's like literally not the so point. far from the truth yeah. yeah like you know just feel what you feel and embrace it and stop running from it because I've seen so many men like have such fucking anger within them and like oh and you know exactly where it stems from exactly right? like the the fem the divine feminine is so like just, literally just off. say you have mommy issues it's blo- oh my god I know literally I just know. say that you have mommy issues like and I can admit I have daddy issues like, like 100%. but it's like you it, I think that comes from a different level of like acceptance and like just yeah. vulnerability you know what mm-hmm. I mean because like for me I can we joke about it even though in all seriousness that's how we, we go that's how we cope with shit, shit yeah. like but in all seriousness it's like I think we all have like certain people we have certain issues yeah. with like our upbringing and stuff like mm-hmm. that but you have to honor that otherwise you will have those blockages yep and guess what honey at the end of the day if you realize that you consciously have to make the effort to break generational curses mm-hmm. you if you don't realize that and you just sit in your victim mindset oh. you're never gonna grow in this life and i'm telling yeah. you right now the first sight of that out of a man for me is such a fucking turn off like so big i mean at the end of the day everyone has work to do on, on themselves everyone's in different parts of their journey mm-hmm. but as long as you can embrace the fact that you know what yes i want to learn how to be more open and communicate my feelings and shit like that you got to start somewhere so i feel like yeah that's a huge thing i totally feel that yep Okay, so we're going to go into the next category. So this is, like, personal and random. Okay. Okay, so on your deathbed, what's the last song you'd want to hear? Oh, my God. Um, <laughs> Let me think. I love it when you call me <laughs> No, honestly, literally. I cringe. So, like, at the funeral, it's, like, blasting. No, 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 I've always said, as you're lowering, lowering me into the grave, play Drop It Like It's Hot. <laughs> Taking shots? No, no, literally. Um, no. The last song I'd ever want to hear would be definitely "Bittersweet Symphony." Obviously, there's really no other song I could pick. I know we're so intertwined. Like Like, literally the same. No, 100% "Bittersweet Symphony." Totally fair. All right. Uh, What's your best memory of us? Oh my god, best memory. Um, they're like just as like equal as good. They're fucked up, probably. (laughs) (laughs) Literally every good night had something fucked up about it. Like no, honestly, some of my favorite memories of us are like going to concerts, like the pre getting there, like just the experience, like. Because, like, that is such a, like, big thing. Like, I don't know. Like, concerts have always been huge for us. And, like, it can be such an emotional experience. And, like, being surrounded by, like, your friends and stuff. So, obviously, like, when we've gone to concerts and, like, just had an amazing time. Like, it's just those those memories, that feeling, that the feeling, nostalgia. Yeah, energy. Like, I got goosebumps. Literally. Right same. Like, thinking about it. Like, oh, it makes me so sad, like, thinking about it. Because, like, obviously, I would love to experience that now. Like, obviously, with COVID and I shit. Know. Like, we're all We'd fucked. Doing it now. But, like, yeah, I know. I think some of my favorite memories are that. And, like, definitely just, like random nights of like hanging out in your house and just like talking shit for like seven 
hours mm. and like not knowing where the time went. We've had some seriously like r- like huge revelations. One hundred percent together. Like it's actually crazy. You're probably one of the only people that I know that I've had those crazy fucking epiphanies mm-hmm. with. So like literally sometimes like. I'll, like, something will be happening in, like, my life, and I'll, like, talk to you about it, and then all of a sudden, as I'm talking to you about it, I, like, have a fucking epiphany about what I need oh, to yeah. do, and it's just, I don't know, it's, like, being in each other's energy just, like, brings certain, it's like, heightening. truths. It's yeah. very heightening. The spiritual energy around us is just a little bit sickening. <laughs> it is. It's it a little is. scary spooky. I was, like, trying to think of my favorite memories, too, and, like, some, I remember even when we were younger, especially when I got my G2 in high school. Oh, God! Um, speed the fuck away from, like, from HTA. Like, oh. we would be gone, and I remember Mr. K, he was like, mm-hmm. is that you in the Honda Civic? I'm Smoking like, darts. I'm like, why? He's like, dude, you like rev your fucking car like so loud out of the school. I'm like, I know I hate this place. <laughs> you know what though? I have to say, I one of my it. favorite memories, I literally remember the day you picked me up when you got your G2. Oh, me too. You drove to my old house, yeah. picked me up. We're in your fucking 1996 Honda Civic. We were dr- <laughs> we went to DQ, I think. And literally, your car didn't have, like... I don't even think it had a CD player, did it? No. And we it had, like, the... You have to wind up the windows. Yeah, the wind up the windows. And it didn't have an AC either. Yeah, it was brutal. <laughs> but, like, so much fun. Like, we literally the had the shit. best memories in that car. The like, best. we went to Dairy Queen. I remember, like, Brother Down came on the radio. Oh, my God. I so remember that. Like, we literally had to listen to the radio because you didn't have a fucking Bluetooth and your CD no. player, like, didn't and, exist. And, like, barely had the volume. We it tried was... to, like, fix the, the bass and shit. Yeah, it was fucked. And then I think we, like, went... We would always go on cruises, like, down six and, like, in the country road. Yeah. And it was just, like, and, so like, therapeutic. Literally, we had some of the most emo fucking times. Like, oh, we would, like, cry and just, like, go, like, 140 an hour yeah. and just, like, listen to music. Like, literally, but those were some of the best memories. They, I think, saved us some days. Literally. So, like, I'm oh, so grateful for it. God. And then, not to mention, after prom. Forever after one of the prom. best nights of my life. I have to say, after prom, like, it was so funny. Because everyone was, like, going to, like, Sheridan and, like, going to that after prom thing. And it's funny because literally, there was, like, probably over 80 people at your house. Oh, there's and, like, so many. There's people at Sheridan messaging people here. We're like, oh, can I come to Amber's party? It was like, massive. It was fucking, it was so much fun. Like, it was so much fun. And you know what's ironic about the entire thing is that, like, you know those nights, it's like the nights you remember the most because you had such a great time. Mm-hmm. But those are the nights you didn't take one video or one picture. I know. I have one photo at After Prom <laughs> and it's with two random guys. I don't even know what their names are. <laughs> And I'm like, this is the only picture I fucking took of after prom. Take in, we literally didn't even we had the dinner at after like at prom. Oh, that was the worst. Like at the at the hall, it. yeah. And then we literally didn't even stay for the dance. As soon as we ate dinner, we all hopped in the limo and we. Left. I know we were like, this is shit. Like this is fucking lame. Just like my high school experience. Like, like this is so rough. lame. But like we were so excited, so we came home and got. And then I remember oh. my sister and my mom got like the whole house decorated. ready. That was really cute. Oh man. Honestly, I, I would. Kill to I hated I high school. Again. I hated high school. Thank God we had each other and, like, you know, our other friends. That was friends. the best way we could have ended it. That though. was the best way we could have ended those fucking four years Not of hell. Not to mention when you think about it, we've actually met a lot of people through that night. Yeah, we did. That opened up a lot of groups for We've us. bonded with a lot of different yeah. people and, like, especially, like, the few, like, that summer and then even the next summer after that. Like, we had so many good memories with so many people. Yeah. I, I really do miss I'm that really time. Good. I know. That's, like, one thing I'd want to do. Like, I would so... Because I've always been like that. Like, even if I don't talk to people in a while, I'll just be like... Look, I'm hosting something. If you want to come and catch up, feel free. Yeah. And, like, that's a good way to get everybody. And I, I would so do it now. Oh, my God, 100%. I already have a list of people to invite. Because I'm the type, I'm like, I don't want to talk to you for a while. But I'll be chill. And if you want to come over and have a good time, fucking feel free. Honestly, like, I would pay big fucking money to do that again. Like, a yeah. fun, like, backyard party. After COVID, mark my words, we're doing it. Everyone, you're going to be getting a DM from us because we're lonely. Yeah. Yeah, we're so doing it. Okay, so that kind of goes into the next question where... A speci- if you if there was a specific moment in time you could relive in your life, what could it be, or what would it be? If there was a specific moment I could relive, I think 
honestly after prom would be one for sure totally i would love to relive that night um i don't know just some of the nights like literally that we spent in your backyard with just like a bunch of people and just like getting fucked up and just like having great times just like i don't know man it's something about like human interaction because we've been lacking it so much it's really one of those things where i would just kill to fucking be in a room with like 70 people no. Like, I can't wait to be in the bar again and just have people Shoot crammed up against me. Like, let me like... smell your sweat. Like, I don't care. <laughs> like, I just want to feel something again, bro. I know, man. But I have to say, after prom, literally, yeah, I would love to relive that night. Yeah. Like, we've had so many good times like, since. It was actually, such a perfect night, too. It was perfect. No, such a perfect night. No issues. Like, I... I sometimes wish we could, like, be a fly on the wall of our own life and, like, replay like, certain nights oh, I know. and just see what see happened. See it like that? Yeah, oh, that would, would be so much for fun. It. Mm-hmm. I feel like maybe when we die, we'll be able to see that. Oh, I'd That would be, like, to. the most bittersweet thing, too, to, like, oh. relive all, like, the most insane moments of your life. I really... I would do it. I, I would... If it. I could choose to, like, yep, I would do it. Like, 100%. It. Okay, so... Something most people wouldn't know about you. Um... Something people wouldn't know about me... I feel like I'm kind of an open book. So I would say, I th- okay, I would say for myself, like I come across as a pretty like confident person and like pretty like outspoken and like kind of like wear my heart on my sleeve. But like, I would say the only reason I'm kind of like that is because I've like faked it for so long. And I've, like, mm-hmm. put on this face of who I... Which actually plays into my astrology, for sure. Like, my birth chart. Mm-hmm. Because I'm a Sagittarius rising. So, Sag is, like, the life of the party. And, like, the, the outspoken person. And, you know, someone who, like, you know, is constantly fucking talking and laughing. It's, like, the sarcasm. And that's 100% me. But, like, literally below the surface of that, I'm literally just, like, terrified of everything. Like, I feel like I just have, like, such a complex when it comes to social... I don't know if it's, like, social anxiety. But I think for myself, like, going into a room of people that I don't know... I can make myself look like on. Mm-hmm. I can turn myself mm-hmm. on and be like completely like on it, making conversation. But my anxiety is just overwhelming. Like totally. I don't know what that is. I think it might. I guess that might be social anxiety. Um, but I don't know. I think that's another thing that's played into like even drinking and stuff like over the years. And I think because we used to drink a lot and like party a lot more, mm-hmm. um, I feel like when I drink, I'm almost like in my own body again. When you're yeah. dissociated half the time, yeah. So mental health like plays a huge grounded. part of that. Yeah, hundred percent. Which is obviously fucked up. Like you know, <laughs> and it plays into like people who have drinking problems. And that's why I could say for myself, I felt like for a while I did have a drinking problem because I drank so much to the point that that that's how I felt normal. Yeah. And like literally in my everyday life, I feel so disconnected from myself. So that actually played into it a lot. So I would drink a lot, and it would give me confidence to like make conversation with people and really. Engage Engage when rather when I'm sober, which I've worked on this obviously a lot, but when I'm sober, I feel like sometimes I'm just looking for a way out of the conversation because I want to avoid it. Like I want to run away from it when really it's like not a big deal. Like, you know, mm-hmm. but I just, I have such anxiety that it plays into everything. Yeah. So no, I would 100%. say that's a huge thing. Okay. So next question, one person you want to meet. One person I want to meet. I mean, even if they've passed or whatever, but if you could choose one person. Um, can I pick like one person dead, one person living? Do it. One person living that I would love to meet would be Sophia Bush for sure. <laughs> yeah. What would you ask her? I literally would have to write out like a list of. Would questions. you be like, so what's your thoughts on Chad McMurray now? <laughs> well, like that, and also like she's such a fucking activist, and like oh, I know. she really she's is so badass. passionate. Like she really is a badass, like female empowerment, like baddie. So like. There were so many questions I would ask about that and just, like, I don't know, people really did not take her seriously when she was young. Like, they were just, like, they kind of played her off as her character in Montreal Hill and were just, like, oh, you're just, like, some slutty bitch and, like... That's true. It's hard to, like, you know, get out of that narrative of yeah, the person you've played in Exactly. TV. But she literally is so woke. Like, she's so fucking put yeah. together. Like, and she's... 
I believe, still single. But like, is she really? Does she yeah. have kids? No. So she literally, like, had been in these relationships and stuff and, like, chose to, like, now be single and work on herself in, like, these later years of her life. And, like, I don't know. There's something so, like, empowering about who she is. I don't know. Even any of, like, the girls, like, on One Tree Hill, but especially Sophia Bush because I resonated so much with her character growing up. Yeah. And, like, literally even as I got older, I continued to resonate with her and all of the issues that she had even with her family life. And, like, that's why when we talk about One Tree Hill, yeah, we laugh about it, but, like, that show saved my life. Oh, So, like, yeah. literally I would I be dead. Yeah. No, I don't take that show lately yeah. by any means. At all. So, <laughs> it like, for sure. a lot, especially in high school. Oh, God. That was literally, like, the roughest time like, of my life. Like, I'd be so depressed and I'd come home and I'm, like, the only thing I was looking forward to was watching, like, eight episodes of One Tree Hill, literally. Like, I would stay up to, like, two in the morning. <laughs> I know, bro. Honestly, I miss it so much, but I literally oh. rewatched it, like, a million times like that yeah. shows my bible i love it yeah. uh, i would definitely want to meet sophia bush and then one person that's dead that i would want to meet would be kurt cobain for sure oh like 110 percent. like literally I feel like he'd have so many secrets like with hollywood and just all this shit like literally he was so like against like fucking misogyny like he literally like wore skirts in his music videos and like so like ahead of his generation just didn't give a shit no didn't give a shit and like literally got so much hate for it and he grew up in washington and like from in this little town and literally like everyone fucking made fun of him and like talked shit about him and gave him such a hard time but like he literally persevered out of all of that mm-hmm. and blew up and i think the fame really got to him and like that's he he wanted to be recognized but it, the fame became so overwhelming and they wanted him to conform to the like mm-hmm. mainstream like narrative of like what it is to be on mtv and shit at that point in time so true so like he is honestly I, w- I always think about like what he would be if he was alive today and like i don't know what like definitely like nirvana fucking like changed my life too like and again even like going back to your dad like my first I've always like knew about Nirvana like even like from when I was young or whatever but it never really was huge like I've always like liked rock and like punk and like whatever mm-hmm. but um I remember the one first initial memory that I have of really hearing a Nirvana song and like recognizing it was on the way to one of your hockey games literally like a few months before your dad passed and like we literally drove to your hockey game and you guys had a cd in and smells like teen spirit came on (laughs) and i remember being in the backseat of your of the car while your dad was driving hearing smells like teen spirit and it like clicked in my brain and i was like oh my god i fucking love this song like you know what i mean that was like one of their own like more like mainstream like Mm -hmm. songs or whatever but from that like i went on like a deep dive like spiral into like learning about nirvana yeah now you have a tattoo now yeah i have now i have an immune tattoo. i love how that works i I know right funny Okay, um, what is a quote-unquote negative, I don't really like the word negative, but just for lack of a better word, Yeah. what's a negative trait you think you have? Um, I think for a long time... And subjectively speaking, because it doesn't even mean other people like see it that way, yeah. right? Um, I think for me, I would say something I've been actively working on, but definitely was an issue for a long time, would be like my reactiveness. Um, I very much for like many years of my life completely reacted off of impulse and like not thinking about my reaction before I actually reacted and I had a lot of anger for so many years just like literally towards everything in my life um that I think it came out so quickly and suddenly and just like I literally just like left wreckages in my fucking path so like that was a big thing for a long time and I didn't like that and I think finally like you know calming down over the years and like realizing that's something I need to work on especially after my like leaving my ex Mm -hmm. and like literally like nine months after we broke up I reached out to him and apologized even though he fucked up our relationship like just to just to say this like it's it's really really difficult especially when you find yourself in a very triggering relationship and you're constantly in fight or flight because I can totally say like I've never been an angry person Mm -hmm. but I was 
honestly so reactive and mm. so just like on like next level mode yeah with my ex because i was constantly triggered and yeah. i couldn't i couldn't help it like it was it's hard beyond me mm-hmm. you know it's almost like you don't have control of your body like you, you literally don't. don't and like that's something that i've always had an issue with but i think definitely with my ex it pushed that all like into full fucking force and so that was one thing that kind of scared me because like there's points where like i would black out like from how angry i would get and like like literally punch hole in my walls and shit like, like yeah. it was just not normal like the things yeah. that were happening so like because it's it but that's really like especially like if we're talking about you know those like partners triggering us mm-hmm. it's like that's the injured child right 100 like, what is coming out and it's like we don't know how to like deal with it so that's what happens yes and it's like a lot of the times like you said a lot of our growth a huge part was that stepping stone of finally letting go of that yeah and having those months if not years to really dive deep because again it was honestly less of our partner and more of the, all these other things mm-hmm. that they just brought out. Like, at the end of the day, when you're with somebody who's so super triggering, it's your decision to stay in that relationship at the end of the day. You know, love can be there. Whatever you want to describe it as is there. That's why you stay. But at the end of the day, like, if you really look at yourself and ask yourself, like, why am I reacting like this? Like, why why is this relationship so painful? Mm-hmm. And why does this negative side of me keep coming to the surface? That's something you have to look at yourself and say, clearly there's an issue here. Mm-hmm. Because now, like, from where I was at then versus right now, there are certain points in, t- like, certain points in, like, talking to, like, a guy or, like, even, like, friendships and shit like that. Like, there are certain things that I've trained myself at this point to, first of all, allow myself to take in the situation and just really stop for a minute, take a breath, like literally count to 10 if I have to, and focus more on kind of grounding myself before giving a verbal response or a reaction. Because yeah, at the end of the day, people piss us off. Like that's life. Like there's a lot of fucked up things you're gonna encounter and your sometimes immediate reaction is to just tell that person to go fuck themselves. But that's not an appropriate response yeah and it's not coming from a place of okay you know what this person seems a little bit you know whatever and they're pissing me off how about can i educate them on what they're talking about can i have an actual debate or conversation with this person and or you can uh, reevaluate it and say this person clearly is just not looking to even hear what i have to say so why am i going to react and give them that satisfaction of Mm -hmm. that so it's really just about literally observing yourself like stepping back and i think that's a huge thing that I've really had to come to learn over the years and I'm definitely getting better at it. But yeah, that was like kind of fucked for like a long time. And also I would say another thing about myself that I, that kind of cheeses me is that, <laughs> <laughs> that like I'm so quick to assume the worst. Like I just literally, especially with guys, like I just automatically assume they're up to no good yeah. and like are like talking. And that's past experiences, right? It's so yeah. hard when you're like conditioned through a lot of experiences. You're like, well, I mean, yeah. you haven't proved me wrong yet. Exactly. You know? And that's why I'm just like, I'm now I think the main thing is like working on yourself is your number one priority. If you come across a man that seems like, you know, he kind of has it together, give them a chance mm-hmm. because it's your past trauma and narrative playing into all of the, the current shit happening in your life. So that's why I do take a step back and I have to stop myself sometimes and like stop my brain from like going well, down and, that path. And it's habitual, right? Like mm-hmm. you can be, you can get really caught up. Even if you're doing the work, you can get caught up in those old conditioning 100%. patterns. You're and so used I to just, it. Yeah. I just think that's so important to really like check yourself. And again, it goes into manifestation and just like putting out certain energy when you do really work on yourself, mm-hmm. you are elevating your energy and you know, it's just, it's just a fact that you will be attracting, you're, you're emitting a higher frequency. Yeah. So your chances of meeting a man who is more on that level are definitely higher. Higher. 110%. You know? You're going to literally attract what energy you're putting out there. Yeah. I could not agree more with you. Okay. So the next one is what is, uh, a f- one of your funnier recent moments. Funnier recent moments? Oh, uh, huh. Let me <laughs> think. 
Okay, can I, can I talk about the gift that I just made for someone? Because I feel yeah, like that's kind of that, funny. Because uh, this episode's not going to come out until next week anyway. So <laughs> um, literally made a gift for this guy that I'm talking to for his birthday. And I took a pic of my titties and turned it into a cartoon. And then made an ashtray and put it in the ashtray. And I just think it's so fucking funny. <laughs> it's great, honestly. It's so funny. I love it. I don't know. I feel like recently, especially because we haven't been like socially interacting that much with many people... It's kind of hard to say, but I just, like, every day, I try to find one thing to make me laugh. Like, yeah, you gotta yeah. laugh every day. Like, yeah, if you I... do. You know what? If you go through a day without laughing, like, the depression really hits, bro. Yeah, like, I know. Even I if it's it laughing are. at yourself. <laughs> yeah. Like, laugh at yourself. Laugh at your misery. Because yeah. sometimes that's all you can do. <laughs> so I feel like that would be it. I love it. I love it. He's gonna love it. <laughs> I can't wait. <laughs> I want to know what his, like, expression is gonna be. I'm gonna record it. <laughs> do it. Do it. So it's gonna be a fly on the wall. That's hilarious. Okay. Um, would you consider yourself to be more of an introvert or an extrovert oh my god i was talking to someone about this literally the other day um i'm 100 percent 50 50 split yeah i figured that yeah. was what you were gonna say yeah um i think for me i can be super extroverted i love going out i love dancing i love partying i like to be at big events i like talking to people i love all of that but there's another side of me that just completely doesn't want anything to do with anyone. Mm-hmm. So, like, I like find... off-grid, fuck everyone. <laughs> literally. Like, I go... I can go in spurts of literally seeing people and hanging out and talking to people, like, for two weeks straight. And then I go ghost for a month. So, like... Yeah. Which, I mean, a lot of people get pissed off at me for. <laughs> and I feel like... I don't know. This is another thing. This is something I feel like should be brought up. Because in terms of feeling... I feel like a lot of people feel like they're um, owed your time. And yeah. they're entitled to your time. And I completely disagree with that. I think everyone needs to respect the fact that sometimes your friends don't want to talk to you. Mm-hmm. And it's not a personal thing. It it's literally isn't. Sometimes it's just people need space. People need time to ground themselves. I know that's how I am. A lot of times, even if I'm not responding to you, you know, it's not because I'm beefing you. It's literally <laughs> just because I'm like in my own little world. Like, what did I do? Like literally, but no. people literally think I get mad at them. Like, and it's but not even are about also, that. also like so sensitive and so like, like def- defensive. Yeah. You know what I mean, it's like, We've always been like that. Like, yeah. I remember people being like, oh, don't bother messaging Amber. She'll reply in a week. And I was like, <laughs> Literally. guys, I'm like, if you really need to talk to me, if it's that much of an emergency or you want to Send an out, SOS, ping, ping. Yeah, or fucking call me. Like, yeah. I'm sorry. I Sometimes mentally and physically, I don't have the energy the energy to reply. Bro, especially when you have mental health. Like, that's mm-hmm. an, it's anxiety, too. Sometimes I actually get such bad anxiety when it comes to replying to people's text messages that I won't reply. And I don't know how to explain it to people without it sounding like an excuse. But it really just comes no. down to the fact that, like, I can literally go forever without talking to people and I, I love my own company. Yep. You know? And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. I, I feel like we should embrace that more. That. Yeah. I just think it's like, I guess in this day and age, people can't fully fathom it because... You have your phone on you all the time? Yeah. And yeah. not to mention, like, social media is just, like, people are constantly in their fucking, like, spaces. Yeah. You know what I mean? I so. feel like the more someone respects your boundaries of, you know, not having constant communication... I feel like those are actually, like, some of the best relationships and friendships that I have yeah. with people. And, yeah. like, so I think we need to do a little, re- uh, like, a revamp on the yeah. idea of feeling like you're entitled to people's time just because they have their phone on them. Yeah. I don't like that shit. Amen to that. Amen to that. All right. So we're going to jump into the final category, which is philosophy. Okay. Our favorite topic. I love that. Number one. One thing you want to experience before you die. One thing I want to experience before I die. I want to be head over heels in love. Really? Yeah. I, like, don't care about skydiving. Boring. <laughs> like, fuck skydiving. Fall into me, bitch. Yeah, literally. <laughs> fucking can't. No, I want to be, like, so in love. I want to just, like, have a great life with somebody and just, like, literally have a partner in crime. Like, that's my dream. Like, you life. need somebody, though, like, who is just as fucking, like, funny and just, like, jokes. Like, they, yeah. they have to be fucking weird. You know oh, what 100%. I mean? Because I'm, like... 
And we've always said, too, I'm like, we have to like each other's boyfriends. Like, it's not possible. To, to not. You know, which is funny because we both didn't like each other's exes. <laughs> I know. We were like, like, they're fucking lame. I hated your ex. You hated my ex. It was kind of ox. But, like, but that just goes to show, like, you know, as you get older, you grow into yourself a little yeah, bit. Whatever. Blah, 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 blah. Fucking grow. <laughs> it's true, though. Yeah, it's it so is. so fucking true. Very interesting concept. I like that. I yeah. Like, well, I actually wasn't expecting that. You're cute. Like, th- <laughs> yeah, you're cute. No, I really, I have to say, because I've been thinking about this recently, especially with COVID and everything, because, like, we literally have no control about anything right mm-hmm. now. We can't do anything. And, I'm like, what do I want out of my life? I really would say, too, like, even career-wise, I just want to actually do something that I enjoy. And I, it's hard to find something that you really enjoy that's going to make you a lot of money. But, like, money for me isn't, like, money buys happiness. I just want to be comfortable. For me, I'm just all about comfort. I want to be in a comfortable position. But at the end of the day, having a partner that you could literally do anything and everything with, I want to travel. I want to, yeah. like, experience different cultures. I want to fucking, like, try different things. And, like, it's I feel like... It's that companionship and partnership. Yeah. Like, at the end of the day, yeah, we have our career. We have things that, like, will totally make or like make our lives. Mm-hmm. But it really, you know, com- we are very emotional people. And, like, a huge part of, like, similarities for us is that... It's our connection with people. One hundred percent. And so it's like when you don't have that, that's a very sad and lonely life. One hundred percent. I don't see the point. <laughs> I would know? literally rather be single until I'm fucking forty. Yeah. If that means I will find the person that is going to like literally like embrace like that connection and like completely just let it blossom into something beautiful. Like that's all I want in life. I couldn't agree more with you. Okay. Do you believe in having regrets? Yeah, I do. I believe you can regret certain things. I feel like for the majority though, like, especially when it comes to regrets, like I think sometimes I regret some things that I have said before in in the past, whereas, you know, now I try to live with no regrets and I try to be like as authentically myself and like, you know, people make mistakes. Like I, everyone makes mistakes. And sometimes you say things that you shouldn't say. Sometimes you react ways that you shouldn't react. I think there's growth in that. I don't think you should regret it mm-hmm. um, because that makes you who you are. And as long as you can recognize those things and do something about it and improve it, that's really all that matters. But I can say that there was a certain point that I had regrets. Now I kind of look at my life. I don't really have regrets because I think that at the end of the day, why would you want to live with regrets? Do what makes you happy. Say mm-hmm. what you want. Like, obviously, if as long as you're not hurting anybody and just like be authentically yourself and who fucking cares. Totally. And I also think, though, it's like, if you still carry all this baggage and all these regrets, like, have you forgiven yourself for them, too? Like, yeah. uh, like you know, it's it, that there's a lot of weight to having all the stuff that you just feel, re- like, regret regretful for. for. And then it's just, like, this negative energy that's, like, ho- being held yeah. in your body. And that can't be good either. Honestly, I think the biggest lesson in life is to learn how to let go. Like, so big. I feel like that is the one thing. I've been so, I was bad at that. Mm-hmm. Really bad at that one. <laughs> but you know what? So was I. I feel like a lot of people are. Yeah. And, like, I feel like we're kind of in a place now where we recognize it a lot more and just say, you know what? Like... We just need to, like, literally just live authentically and do what we feel is best. And that's literally all you can do because there's no point of holding on to that weight. It really is not worth it. No. And and that's the thing, though, right? Ego is so big on attachment. So it's really, like, if you're going to, you know, really figure that out of letting go and of things that don't serve you, it's really diving more into your ego and more into the self. Yeah. And really learning like how to get through that mm-hmm. that's really what it comes down to it's that ego it goes it's back ego. all the time every to single ego. time to ego work. literally everything goes back to ego it does everything okay so if you had a diagnosis of one week to live what would you do with it oh that's easy mcdonald's <laughs> <laughs> what would you get for mcdonald's um literally just the whole menu i would just do fuck shit the whole fucking menu. if i knew i had a week to live the drugs that i would consume we, the amount of sushi we'd get oh god we'd get every every type Every, yeah. everywhere 
Niwa, Mika. What's the one by your place? Sushi Hour. Oh, God. Literally, if I had a week to live, I would not wear clothes. I'd be completely <laughs> in the nude, like, just running around. Don't care. Um, I'd be eating everything on in sight. Um, I would do a lot of drugs and drink a lot of alcohol, because I don't know if I could be sober for that if I knew I was going to die in a week. Like, uh-huh. I feel like that's, like, a lot of pressure and stress. I feel like I'd want, like, I'd want us to, like, go fucking skinny dip in the ocean or some shit. Yeah, no, just crazy like, shit. drink and fucking go skinny dip. Uh, if I knew how... And blast oh, music. you know what? Maybe I would travel. Like, if I knew oh, I was going to die, just take out a fat loan and, like, bring everyone with me. <laughs> so true. Like, I would just literally go to the bank. I mean, yeah, you're dead anyway. Yeah, so who cares? <laughs> I would literally go to the bank, approve me for a $500,000 mortgage. Don't and tell just, them like, you're about to die. Literally like. don't tell them my diagnosis is one week. <laughs> bring all my friends and family. Go to, like, Mexico or, like, somewhere, like, Hawaii, whatever. Get fucked up. Do drugs. Like, <laughs> get a lot of dick. Just dick, dick, dick. <laughs> and honestly, I would, I would be happy. I'm a simple woman. What can I say? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. I love I love that, that your first answer was McDonald's. Like, no hesitation. She didn't even breach like, McDonald's. <laughs> oh God. Oh man. That's good. Okay. What's your take on aliens? aliens I was gonna say, real. like, do you believe in aliens? Obviously I know that. Yeah. So like what's your take? Like, do you think they're good, bad? Um, aliens are real for sure. Um I don't know what day the fucking government is supposed to release the documents. I know. I'm, I'm, wait, I'm really waiting for that. I need to look into it again. Um, but, like, there was all these documents that came out about UFOs earlier in the year, but because of COVID and how everyone's been brainwashed about what's going on in the m- mainstream media, that kind of got pushed to the side. So there's all these documents being released about, like, you know, like, UFOs and that NASA literally confirmed that they're real. So, like, I'm sorry. The evidence is there. Like, and I've always, I've always believed because I'm, like, just given off of my paranormal experiences that I've had, I know that there's an other life forms. And it's definitely a whole other world. 100%. And I think we would be super fucking ignorant to think that we're the only things that exist in the entire universe. Like, like the universe doesn't revolve around eyes. you. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Literally. No, I totally believe in aliens. I think they're, um, I don't know. I think they could be good. They could be bad. I don't know. They're probably, like, sick of our shit. Like, oh, yeah. They come here and be like, you guys are fucking morons. Yeah, like, I'm leaving. I'm going to Mars instead. Like, you guys are stupid. <laughs> yeah. yeah, no. I would, I don't know if I'd want to meet an alien because I don't really know what to expect. But I no, I totally. Cute. Do you feel like cute? Like, ET phone home? <laughs> But I also hear there's different, like, hybrids, right? So there's different kinds. I feel like, you know, there's, like, evil spirits, good spirits. I feel like there's probably And then I know, like, and then, like, people say, like, there's types that, like, look like us, right? But they, you know, they kind of, like, glitch. Do you believe that? I've seen some fucking whack videos, and they're really scary. But it's also, like, I it's less aliens and more, like, MK shit. Like, MK ultra shit. Yeah. You know? So in that, like, I definitely, that's a whole other Ball <laughs> scope, game of you know? shit. But, like, it's some scary shit, and I've, like, I've purposely not gone down that rabbit hole because I've done little bits here and there and it really fucked with my mental. Honestly, like, there's too I'm, much shit on the internet. And as you said, like, we've we've dealt with, like, so much disassociation in yeah. our lives and so for me, the one of the most ungrounding thing is to be around somebody who constantly talks about that shit. Yeah. Or, like, if I were to, like, spend days going into it because you come out of it you're like, what and the they're fuck? like, do you feel the matrix that much more and it's yeah. so fucked up. Like, you can't, it's really hard to reconnect. Well, have you seen those videos of, like, the fucking Slenderman, like, big thing, monster, like, with the long-ass arms and the legs, like, walking over the buildings and shit, like, tall as fuck. Like, there's these, like, I've seen the movie, ass- like, the fucking weird movie. Well, there's, like, it. it's, I feel like it's, like, an animation type thing, but it looks so fucking real oh, that you trip out. Oh, is a video game? 
No, uh, I think there's a video game. I've never played it. Like, but... I think me and my friend Jess in fucking math class one year we played it, and it's terrifying. You're like walking in the bushes, like in a in a video game, and it, like it comes at you, dude. I no, can't. I'm sorry, I, I can't cannot do, that do shit. those video games. I can't. That's fucked. Like, no. like anything on PS4, like Outlast, any of that shit. It's so hard for me to play. Yeah, it's actually creepy. I can't handle <laughs> it's it. It's so rough. It's so but rough. on that note, um, aliens come be my friend. <laughs> yeah, real shit. We we really do come in peace. I promise. <laughs> okay, so how would you define the soul? The soul, 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 Um, the soul. I would define the soul as like a floating being that I literally see a ray of light when I think of the soul. I see like kind of sparkly ray of light, and I think for for me anyway, my definition of like what the soul is is the way your intuition works, the way you you have I don't know like your feelings, your like all of that mixed together, and even like in terms of like what happens to our soul and shit like i do believe that our soul reincarnates over and over again until our soul's mission is complete so like even we've talked about like soul contracts before and stuff and i think once your soul gets to a point where it's learned everything it's need to, needed to learn and you're now in this current lifetime like i've talked about before i feel like i'm in my final form right mm-hmm. now because of the generational curses i've learned to break and how much like i'm literally like the black sheep of my fucking family so like mm-hmm. those experiences that i've had and like my like paranormal experiences that i had the like, contacting spirit like all that shit plays into the type of soul that you have and i feel like everyone has the capability of truly being like an empath and like embracing like the best parts of their soul but ego and our mind fucking blocks all of that and people don't understand that we can transcend that so that's why i feel like even doing this podcast like reaching out and like really talking about our experiences i hope like you know people can resonate and understand where we're coming from with it because the soul is such a complex thing but like i feel like with certain people you can almost meet them and like see their soul it's a resonance. Like, yeah. you feel it. Like, you can level. feel that connection. And that, to me, like, when we talked about, the like, connections, like, just now, like, connection is the most important thing in my life. Like, that is the only thing that really matters to me. If I didn't... Agreed. If I had fucking millions of dollars and I didn't have one real connection with somebody, I don't think I could live. No. And I think that's the thing. Connection isn't, like not even like just about relationships but also i'm like i have to be connected to the career path i'm going in Mm -hmm. i have to be connected and passionate about like the hobbies i partake in yeah like even this podcast i'm like i've i'm so fucking passionate about this yeah it's so fun i absolutely love it Mm -hmm. and like it's it's just such a good journey that we're heading down yeah so it's like everything comes down to connection though yeah if you don't like on a soul level and a mental level Mm -hmm. feel connected to what you're doing it's not going to be in harmony with your highest self. Exactly. And that's why I think at the end of the day, even like career wise, like I went into a career that like I thought I was super passionate about at first because it's taking care of people and helping people. I just realized it's not for me because my whole life is about taking care of people and helping people. That's within me, even in my everyday life. So when you're doing that at work, you're doing that at home with your family and my little brother and then going to work and doing it. It's just like, it's so fucking much. So that's why even, you know, in our twenties, it's definitely an okay thing to, change your whole fucking career if as long as it fits your highest self you and me both have done it. yeah we both you know done it I mean? like well, i finished like, school i dragged my ass across yeah. the finish line i literally like i made a fucking like a signature wave like at my uh my graduation because i was like peace the fuck out yeah i'm not saying goodbye to you guys i'm piecing the fuck out of this program literally like, running running <laughs> i just there's nothing wrong with that at the end of the day like as long as you feel like you're on the right path and that's where your intuition is taking you 100 percent follow it 100 percent because we know what like detrimental effects it could be when you don't when you don't follow your intuition yeah it's big period (laughs) period all right so what's a harsh truth that you prefer to ignore um that's a good one (laughs) 
Um, so shit on my Google. <laughs> so tough. A hard truth that I would rather ignore. Um, I don't know. I feel like a lot of the times, like, as much as we'd like to say that, you know, we do the work on ourselves and we do do that work, sometimes I literally just want to be ignorant and, like, fall back into, like, my self-sabotaging ways and just, like, do something stupid. And, like, I don't know. My brain just, like, takes mm-hmm. me there. And sometimes I want to ignore the fact that I've done this work because it's so much easier to fall back into the ego. I know. You know? And that's the thing. It's, like, we, we've we talked about a lot of different stuff on this podcast, but at the end of the day, like, we're human, too. Like, we... I fall into a lot of fucking ego traps, I find. Mm-hmm. And that's we nice. all do. And I think it's scary, and especially with guys and stuff. I'm, like, it's so easy to just fall so back easy. into that toxic shit. And it's, like, comfortable and safe because you're used to it. And, I mean, I'm used to it. Like that's, that's cyclical, right? Like, yeah. And it's, like, even if you're out of that habitual pattern, our brains, it's, like, that neural network. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Even if you've, like, perhaps, like, gotten past it. Yeah. There's still those little, like, networks yeah. that go off, right? Yeah. Past behavior. And you're, like, past, ooh, yeah. like, let me do something bad. And it's, like, you're, like, I can easily give my energy to it. Yeah. And sometimes, like, I fall into it and then I'm, like, okay, like, I know I'm ignoring what I know I should be doing. But, like, now I need to retract a bit because, like, I really, like, I know where I've come to and how much growth I've done on myself. And it would just be such an injustice to fall back into those patterns again. So, literally, it's consciously making boundaries for yourself and following them. And so, yeah, I think, yeah, for me, definitely, like, just ignoring, like, my growth. Because sometimes it's just easier. Sometimes it's literally easier. That's so real. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I totally, I totally feel you. Okay, so the next question is, does fate exist? Um... I don't know. I think fate and destiny and all of that. I do believe that our soul has a journey. And I do believe that we're supposed to accomplish certain things for ourselves in that journey. But at the same time, I believe like we make our own fate. I feel like we kind of, but based off of the decisions we make, it affects everything that happens to us. Yeah, exactly. So like, even in terms of like spirituality and like, even like doing like tarot and, and having psychic abilities and you know, whatever, all that shit. Like at the end of the day, yeah, I feel like you can, even with tarot, like say I do tarot, a tarot Mm -hmm. reading for myself. I think for me, what tarot means is it's pointing me in the right direction into the next steps I should take for whatever decision I need to make. But it's not telling me, oh, 10 years from now, you're going to have three kids, a dog, a fucking house, and this and that, and all that bullshit. Okay, that kind of, like, not really my thing, Mm -hmm. but I think at the end of the day, like, every decision that we make is going to impact directly what's going to happen to us. And so does fate really exist? I don't think so. I think it's something that people like to use as an excuse to not break certain cycles. I think sometimes it's like, okay, well, I'm with this guy and I feel like it's fate that we're together. So I'm going to use that as an excuse to look past all of the fucked up shit going on in this relationship and stay with him. Yeah. So no, I don't really believe in fate. Yeah. I believe in synchronicities. Yeah. I know. know? I totally do. Yeah. I do think like, that's the thing when it comes down to it, I think some things can feel like fate and it could be seen in a good light. Yeah. That you were meant to meet certain people, certain soulmates, like twin flames. Which I think meant to be, I feel like in certain connections. Yeah. But I think it's like upon which how we get there is really more of like our choice. Yes. So I think it can be kind of mixed in together. Yep. Um, If you could teach everyone in the world one concept, what concept would have the biggest positive impact on humanity? If I could literally teach the whole world one thing and actually have everyone believe it and like really live their life by it. It would literally be, like, as, like, cliche as it would be, like, world peace. Like, literally, just, like, we all come from a, I mean, we should all be coming from a place of love with how we treat each other. And I think, I don't know, especially when it comes to parents, I think actually maybe one thing I would really want to teach people is that the way that you 
create a child, like bringing a child into this world out of something that's not love and having that child literally carry down the generational curses from the, the conceptual partnership between those two people, between the two parents of the child, how detrimental it is for you to procreate out of love is something that's so fucking, like I'm so passionate about mm-hmm. because I've seen firsthand in literally hundreds of different situations how two people come together, have a kid, think it's going to fix their relationship, yeah. and you literally fuck that kid's life up for the rest of their life. And if they don't realize that they need to break that generational curse, it's a fucking process and it's hell and it's a lot of work. And I don't think any kid should ever have to be put in that situation. That's huge. Yeah. That's absolutely huge. No, I'm honestly right there with you. It's fucked up, honestly. <laughs> um, so next question is, what is the biggest waste of human potential? I think the biggest waste of human potential is ignorance and... Uh, I don't know, there's so many, because humans are just so shitty. <laughs> so it's really hard to narrow it down to just one. But I really do think ignorance and, um, like, I think ego plays a lot into this concept. But just, like, really hearing people and really just, like, I feel like empathy. If everyone really embraced their empathy and looked at a, looked at the world from a place of being an empath and really feeling and understand, trying to understand people from where they come from... We could literally live a, such a harm, harmonious life. Like, oh, yeah, we could literally be living in just, like, such a grand fucking world. But obviously, like, that's not realistic. And people, a lot of people will never live their life like that. But, like, I think it's such a fucking waste that we spend majority of our time, like, hating each other. Mm-hmm. And just really not understanding that, like, everybody comes from a different place. And just, like, really living out of love. Like, that's yeah. huge. I remember reading a book, too. It was um, about this reporter talking to the Dalai Lama and he was like asking him questions so it was basically a book on like what he gathered Mm -hmm. and um he asked the Dalai Lama a question like how do you just like not react with people like do you just love everybody like how do you not he's like he's like no I'm not saying that some people don't like have certain you know issues in the sense of like you know some people are cruel some people are mean but he's like i just try to relate with every human being and look at it from the perspective that at the end of the day we are all the same like Mm -hmm. we all want love we all want happiness we all want safety like i want the same thing you know and so it's like coming from that place of like you know togetherness and that Mm -hmm. like we all are connected instead of like this whole idea that we're all separated which is unfortunately the case going on in the world right now Mm -hmm. where that's the whole thing there's a lot of separation to be separated yeah and so everybody's so disconnected and that's really the breaking point of like many people's mental Mm -hmm. you know because at the end of the day we thrive when we're in community yeah 100 percent. and it's literally such a fucking waste it's such such a waste waste. honestly i really like wish i could be like the dalai lama like namaste motherfuckers On that note, the last question, is humanity headed in the right or wrong direction? We're headed so fucking backwards (laughs) that it's actually sad and I cry about it every single day, okay? That's how I feel about that. I feel like we are literally living in a fucking world where let's have a divide. Let's create, let's remove the middle class completely. Let's fuck up the fucking, like, like the entire economic market of everything. And um, let's separate everybody by the rich and the poor. Mm -hmm. And I literally... I just, I'm, I'm so terrified of, like, the future of, like, oh, our, of our children, of, like, everything. And so, on that note, I don't think I will be procreating. 
because I'm honestly fucking terrified. I'm terrified, bro. I really am scared. I think, I mean, on one hand, the way that the world's going is really scary, and, like, I really don't know what to expect, obviously. No one does. But at the same time, I feel like a lot of people during this time have really embraced themselves and, like, are... I feel like a lot of people are really doing the work right now, and I think that's super important because at the end of the day, we can't control what's happening in life. We can't control anything about our life, but especially in times like this when we're really, like... I don't know, overwhelmed, and we don't really see, like, a finish line, Mm -hmm. that's the scariest thing. So I think the most important thing is that there are a lot of people really looking at themselves and doing the inner work and moving in the right direction. So as long as enough people can realize that and really, Mm -hmm. like, move forward rather than staying stagnant or moving backwards in their own personal lives, hopefully, like, that'll make a difference somehow. But I don't know. Life is fucking scary. Yeah, honestly. And that's the problem, right? Because it's like you have like half the population who are really like trying to turn inwards, focus on their health, focus yeah. on like their futures. And then you have the other half that are like, what are you doing? Like, why are you outside? Like, don't breathe air. And it's yeah. just like two very competing sides. Yeah. And it's just like you cannot, you cannot let fear take hold of you. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Because it'll take hold of your entire life. Mm -hmm. And it's like, at the end of the day, this is all bullshit and you can't just kind of allow this to to happen and and not live your life. You still have to live your life to the best of your abilities. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So... And I think that's the biggest struggle right now and I'm hoping, like, you know, that people are finding ways to cope because I know for myself, I feel like I'm starting to lose it a bit. Like, my Oh yeah, we're losing a couple bolts. (laughs) Yeah, like, literally. Like, the fucking deck is not full, my friends. Like, (laughs) It is playing at half capacity at most. <laughs> like, I'm honestly, sometimes I'm like, I feel like permafried. Like, <laughs> yeah. I'm like, wow. Like, and I don't, like, I'm not like a marijuana smoker, but like, I really started smoking a lot of weed, like, oh, in yeah. the past, like, month. And mostly, like, I just bought a pen. So, like, I've been using that because it's a lot easier. But I'm like, to get to bed at night, I don't have any other way to sleep at night because my brain is just, like, so overworked and overwired. There's so much going on. Yeah. And it's just super overwhelming. So, like, I'm at the point now where at least that kind of helps with the anxiety at night. But I, I don't know. It's These are overwhelming times, and I think we all have to, like, find ways to really ground ourselves and, like, do the best that we can because there is no finish line right now. So, yeah. like, I mean... Perspective is everything. Perspective right is now. literally everything. If you, you have the power to change your perspective, and once you harness that and realize it, life becomes a lot easier. Mm-hmm. So that's the fucking tea on that, sister. Damn. Well, there you have it. A little <laughs> bit of a Christina DePaco tonight, guys. Christina DePaco. Wow. <laughs> what a cutie. <laughs> Hope um, you guys enjoyed it. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. We'll do something like this again soon. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, I feel like kind of I even get to know you a little bit more. Oh my god, Amber. That's like such a compliment. <laughs> Ew, fuck you. <laughs> well, thanks for listening, guys. And we'll like see you next time. Toodaloo. <laughs>